0: You know, it's kind of interesting, I had the privilege to be up here on the, on the platform during the music and the worship uh, earlier today, and I just noticed the different, the, the different shoe wear our band members are wearing, I just feel so uncutting edge. So maybe next week we can get the cameras to zoom down on the various shoe game that our band has, because I, I, I found it uh, quite interesting. Anyway, I just thought, thought, it, was, thought it was interesting. Um, And another thing that's kind of fascinating to me is, is looking at the life, if you would, of Jesus Christ merely as an historical figure. Let's just say you looked at him historically and not theologically or religiously for a moment. It's fascinating. The guy never traveled over 200 miles from his hometown. He never wrote a book. He never fought in a war. He never won a public office. He didn't go to a degreed school. It's just fascinating when you look at him from that perspective and wonder when he walked the earth some 2,000 years ago in a small part of the vast Roman Empire in Judea, how he drew thousands and thousands of people unto him. Thousands came to hear him teach. Thousands came to be around him. Why was that? What was so compelling about this poor carpenter's son turned into an itinerant rabbi teacher? Well, there was a lot about Jesus Christ that made him compelling and attractive and charismatic. He had a certain presence about him. He had a certain power. He had a certain peace in the midst of a lot of chaos and conflict and turmoil that was a part of the culture that he was born into. And I'm sure many people were like, well, what's the secret to that? You know, What's the key? How do you have this presence, this power, this Peace. And the disciples, and these are the people that he chose to be his um, inner circle, if you would, the people he was trying to pass the baton on to of his new teaching, they were wondering the same thing. They had to. And one time, they overheard him praying. And after he finished, he came back over to the group and they wondered, maybe it's prayer. So they asked him, Hey, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? And he said, Sure. He really didn't say, Sure. I'm interpreting. What did he say? He goes, Yeah, this is how you pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our trespasses, and we forgive those trespasses against us. Leave us not temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. He laid out what we call the Lord's Prayer. Now, he wasn't saying this is some type of formula, and this is how you pray every single time. You better pray those specific words. He was laying out an outline, a template, if you would, for prayer. But as I look at the Lord's Prayer, and I've studied it for many, many years, I've prayed the Lord's Prayer. I'm sure many of you have prayed it and memorized it. When I look at this prayer Two words stand out for me as the two most radical words in the Lord's Prayer. And they're His opening words Our Father. Our Father. Jesus Christ was introducing to his disciples, introducing to the people who were coming to hear him, a new way, if you would, to approach God. Not only he is creator God and powerful God and almighty God and holy God, that you tremble in his presence, but you can know him, Jesus said, as a heavenly father. Now, I realize he's using that as an analogy, and all analogies and illustrations break down at some point. But he was talking about, if you would, a, an intimate relationship that God desires to have for us. So that's what Christ was teaching. How do we, how do we have this peace, power, presence? Knowing God as our Father. So it's interesting, as you look at the Gospels, there there are a few verses. There are more that I'm going to read to you right now. But there are a lot of verses that I call flyover verses. You know, some people call certain parts of the United States the flyover states. These are the kind of flyover verses that we don't really tend to, you know, hone in on. But I think they're really important verses. I think they're instructive to to us. Look at Matthew 14, 23. It says, after he, this is Jesus Christ, sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Goes to the mountain and prays to the Father. Look at Mark chapter 135. Early in the morning, it was still dark. Jesus got up, left the house, went away to a secluded place and was praying there. Luke 5.16 but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Why should I pray? How do you pray? Prayer is such a mystery. Prayer is so esoteric. It's hard to grasp my mind around it. Well, one of the reasons I pray is because Jesus prayed. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but Jesus showed us the Father, he showed us how to live. If he prayed, if he needed to pray, I need to pray. So I prayed because, you know, Jesus told me to. He modeled it. But I also prayed because I know that I need to spend time with God the Father. I need that in my life. If I'm gonna receive guidance from him, if I'm gonna understand his embrace, His blessing upon my life, if I'm going to follow Him, then it makes sense that I have to spend time daily with the Father. And that's what I want to encourage you to do this week, starting Monday. Find a time, if you don't do it already, in your schedule, carve it out, where you say, hey, this is my special time with God. I want to get to know God as a father God. I want to get to know him. And maybe you're just starting out on that. Uh, Maybe you're just wondering what that looks like. Listen, go to God honestly. Go to him honestly. Express to him your doubts, your fears, your worries, your anxieties. And enter into that relationship with him. Spend Time with the Father. Hey, you've already decided to do that today. You're here, you're in worship, you're wanting to understand him better, you're wanting to thank him, you've gathered to understand him. But man, on a daily basis, a daily basis, man, seek to carve out time to spend time with God the Father. Know Him and get to know the Father heart of God. I promise you, it can really change your life in a, in a meaningful, meaningful way. Uh, and it's a, it's a privilege that we have. We talk about freedoms that we have uh, in our country, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Man, in, as far as when it comes to God, Christ has paved the way for us to have freedom to approach God as the Father. And that's Awesome, that's an incredible gift. And some of the most uh, meaningful times in my day is in the morning, first thing, barely awake, take a little bit of, you know, caffeine, boom, I'm up. And man, just to spend some moments and times in the morning reading a devotional, reading God's word, praying, meditating, getting to know God the Father. Say, well, of course you do that, right? You're a preacher. You have to do that. No, it's not why I do it. I promise you, it's not why I do it. I do it because I need to. I do it because I want to. I do it because I know that God is inviting me into this relationship with Him. And as I grow, I need to know Him more and more and more. So, my encouragement to you today. It's to start spending time with your father. Get to know God as your father. It'll make a phenomenal difference in your life. It really, really will. Jesus did it. When he was here, he spent time alone. He withdrew from his busy schedule. I know you're busy. Maybe we're less busy now. Some of us are because of COVID, some of us are not. But hey, if you're, you know, busier than Jesus himself was when he was on earth, and your purpose is bigger than his, please come see me after class, okay? It's like people working out. I've read this all the time. Well, I can't work out. I'm too busy. Well, you ever heard of President Clinton and President Bush? Both two-term presidents, one Dem, one a Republican. Both those Presidents took time to work out in their schedule because it's priority, because we need it. So there are things we do every day as human beings that we have to do. And uh, as someone who wants to know God more, and I know that's where a lot of you are, and you've got to spend time with him on a daily basis. So I encourage you to do that. And I pray that God will do something uh, special in your life as you spend time with Him this week, get to know Him as your Father, our Father, who art in heaven.